Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. A bit of a warning here, at this point in the Superman broadcasting, our collection of episodes gets a little bit spotty. This Midnight Intruder storyline has 13 parts, but we only have 8 of them. We have 1, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 13. We apologize for the inconvenience. Faster than a speeding bullet! More powerful than a locomotive! Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend the steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But before we join Superman, here is an important message. Fellows and girls, have you ever seen a squadron of American bombers roaring through the air in formation? Have you seen newsreel pictures of Uncle Sam's destroyers cutting through the seas on patrol in search of enemy subs and surface raiders? I'm sure you have, and I bet you were thrilled. You probably felt terribly proud, too. Well, if you've been buying war-saving stamps regularly, you have a right to be proud. Not only because those planes and those ships represent the fighting spirit of America, but because you helped to build them. Yes, sir. Every time you bought a war-saving stamp, your money helped by the labor and materials that are used to make planes and ships and equipment to knock out the Nazis and the Japs. So next time you hear some boy or girl on your block say, Oh, shucks, what difference does it make if I buy one stamp or not? What difference can one dime make? You tell them that it does make a difference. It makes a big difference. Tell them, for instance, that five dimes will buy enough fuel oil to take an American destroyer one full mile closer to its objective. Or that one dime will buy five forty-five caliber bullets. Tell them that if every boy and girl in the United States bought just one ten-cent war-saving stamp every day, it would add up to enough money to buy a lot of swift pursuit planes with which our army and navy forces could blast the axis out of the air. And while you're at it, you might remind them that this is one way that all you fellows and girls can help to win this war. Now, after all, everybody can't join Uncle Sam's armed forces, but all of us can buy war-saving stamps. So talk it over with Mother and Dad tonight. Tell them you want to help Uncle Sam win this war by buying war-saving stamps regularly every single day if possible and i'm sure they'll be glad to cooperate and now the adventures of superman in solving the mystery of the smashing of ten plaster cast statues superman in the guise of clark kent not only secured for the police the priceless explosive formula that had been stolen from professor palmer graves but also saved the professor's life when hired thugs tried to kidnap him and then a strange thing happened 
As our last episode ended, Kent and Jimmy were in Professor Graves' apartment talking to Captain Callahan of the police when... But wait. Listen. Well, you've got the formula for the explosives, Captain, and you know how important it is. Take good care of it. Oh, don't worry. If anyone tries to get it away from me, I'm sure to kill. Oh, golly, I'm getting sleepy. What time is it? Just about six in the morning. Uh, it's been a tough night. You two better not waste any time hitting the head. Uh, that's funny. What's funny, Jim? I don't know. You you both sound so so funny. Like your voice Well you sound funny too, Jimmy. There is something strange here, though I can't make up my mind. Kent. Yes, Captain? You're you're floating. Floating in air. What? You're your feet are at least a foot off the floor. Leaping mackerel. That's right. The tent is floating. And you're floating too, Captain. What did you say, Jimmy? Your voice sounds so far away and strange. So does yours. What is it? What's happening? The tent. Don't worry, Jim. The tent. Don't worry. Don't worry. I... I remain when others leave. On the contrary, it is most unfortunate. Oh, you! I am what you Japanese think you are. Superman. You no move. I got knife. But I got fist. <coughs> That's that. He's out cold. How in the world did he get into that closet? Better have a look. Uh-oh. Floating. Floating. Jim's coming, too. I'm going to do my disguise at Clark Kent. <laughs> There we are. You're all floating in the air. Snap out of it, Jim. Floating. Come on, now, snap out oh. of it. Oh, my head. My stomach. I feel sick. I know, it's the effects of whatever was used on us. Mr. Kent, It's what? all right now, Jim, it's all right. I just had the pleasure of knocking out one of Mr. Hirohito's messengers. Golly, that guy on the floor, is he a Jap? Yes, you and everybody else fainted. Somehow I didn't go out as quickly as you did. I saw that Jap step out of the closet there, and I let him have it. Let's have a look at that closet. Do you think you can make it? Oh, yeah, I'm all right now. I just feel sick to my stomach. That sickish feeling. Yes, by heavens, it must be. What? We'll know for sure in a minute. In this closet. 
Step in here. Inside the closet for a minute, Jim. Sure. What have you found? Look at this. Jumping, Jiminy. This isn't a closet, it's a door. Leading into the next room. It was a closet, Jim, but the back of it has been removed. Come on, let's step into that adjoining room. All right. This room is practically empty. Not a stick of furniture in it. Nothing but those large bottles with water in them and tubes running from them into the closet. Not water, Jim. Ether. Ether? Yes, I'm positive of it. Ether, I'm told, sometimes makes you feel as if you're floating. Voices sound as if they're far away. And very often you feel sick to your stomach afterwards. Gee, that's right. But ether has an odor to it, and we never smell this stuff. Well, somehow it's been made odorless. We'll find out about that later. I think I see pretty clearly what must have happened here. Whoever is trying to get his hands on Professor Graves' new explosive formula realized that he might never get it out of the plastic cast statue in which it was hidden. So he then decided to kidnap the professor, who in turn could work out the formula again. Now, what does he do? He rents this room next to Professor Graves' apartment, removes the portion of the wall behind the closet, brings in a couple of bottles of this odorless ether, and goes to work. Well, yes, but they didn't use the ether on the professor. They kidnapped him forcibly. Yes, so I can't understand that. Something must have gone wrong. Well, no doubt we'll find out what later on. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I heard that Jap in there say it was a good thing he had remained behind when they took the professor. He was here then, you see, when we returned with the cops. Golly. So the Japs are after that formula. They're after it. But they're not going to get it. Not if I have anything to do with it. There, Leopard woman. We'll see you now. It is a will. Follow. Welcome, Fawjira, Fawgemura. I have a travel many hours from the west coast of the United States, a country which will soon be ours, to see you, leopard woman. You know why I have come. I know. As the representative of our most sacred emperor, Hirohito, it is my task to see that all goes well. In many of the major cities here in the United States, we are making a progress, but in the great city of Metropolis, the city we have given into your hands during and after this war, it does not go well at all. I have difficulties. So? Name them. In my first attempt to secure the formula of Professor Gray's explosive, I sent one of my most trusted men, a so-called American, a priest who sold himself, as did the others, for money. This man was a genius at opening safe. He broke into the wall safe in Professor Gray's house and extracted the formula. But as fortune would have it, he was discovered and pursued. Huh? Running down a street, he passed the art shop of one Nino Bonelli, a maker of plaster statues. He entered the shop and managed to drop the metal container in which the formula was kept into a vat of plaster. A procedure filled, I should say, with many risks. So it proved. For when he returned after the police had given up the choice, he discovered that the plaster had already been molded into statues 
and the statue sent to a large department store here in this city, one named Kramer's. Uh, where is uh, the formula now? At police headquarters. I have learned it will be taken to the war department tomorrow. How? By armored car. The regaining of that formula, then, is a simple matter. No. I have been stopped, baffled, my plans ruined over and again by a man in a blue suit and a red cape. I will not go into detail. This man seems to be inhuman, a miracle man. In fact, I have discovered that he is called Superman. An American? Yes. <laughs> Why do you laugh? I laugh because I, Tojira Tokumura, know that there are no supermen in America. There are supermen only in Japan and perhaps in Germany, though this now appears very doubtful. It is my experience that speaks and says, you are wrong. There is one here, a powerful one. It is my experience that says I am right. We shall see. In the morning, you will give me the plan of the route this armored car will take. We shall secure the formula. Of this, there is no doubt. American Superman or no American Superman. Well, what do you think is going to happen? We know, though Superman does not, that the armored car carrying the explosive formula to the War Department tomorrow is in grave danger. What does Tojira Tokibura plan to do? Be sure to listen tomorrow, for there are great adventures ahead. Yes, and listen every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Tune in and follow the adventures of Superman. By all means, don't forget to tune in to Superman tomorrow for another thrilling and exciting episode. And don't forget to talk to Mother and Dad before you go to bed tonight about making arrangements to buy war-saving stamps regularly. Start the day off right tomorrow. Buy at least one ten-cent war-saving stamp first thing after breakfast. And remember what I told you at the beginning of this program. Every single dime is important because all our dimes put together can go a long way to help pay for the guns and tanks and planes and ships we need to knock out the Nazis and the Japs. And here's an idea for you. Why don't you get together with your friends tomorrow and make a joint pledge to buy war-saving stamps every time you've got a dime? In that way, you'll help Uncle Sam smash the axis and you'll be doing your share to win this war. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Follow the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is directed by George Lothar and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. This is Mutual. <laughs>